0: So this morning, we're going to talk about uh, building in unfamiliar territory. And really, that when we think about the testimonies that we've heard, that is what we've heard, is God is opening up these unfamiliar territories for us to build in. And it's, it's awkward, and it's unusual, and um, I'm going to tell you a funny story, and I told it on the spiritual intelligence, but I want to share it with you. Um, If you didn't take this spiritual intelligence, we will offer it again. It really was life-changing. And even if you've taken it, take it again with me because it is life-changing. It has changed my life the way I encounter things. But the whole point of the class was learning how to pull down the things of God as a solution for what you're facing on this earth. That was the whole point, and we all are like, yeah, we hear from God, but what it did is it taught us how to go deeper and further into what we hear, and one of the, uh, when I, t- I took my class the other night, they were talking about that a pizza company, a national pizza company, had sought them out, because there's actually several companies that seek God for other people for political uh, uh, politicians, for uh, companies, for individuals. You know, so there's a company that actually does that. You go to them and you say, "I need a word from the Lord," and it's not really a word. It's a ten-page report of what the Lord has said and and prophetic what they showed us prophetically. Anyhow, but they were seeking, and of course there are uh, a number of people that are on it. Like in my group. There's 40-something people that are seeking the Lord for the company that we worked on. So we did a report for a company. So they're seeking the Lord for this company. They're not all in the same room. They're not all together. They start submitting their words to the leader to put together. And they kept getting words about outer space for the pizza company. And uh, it's so funny because they were like, I don't know. That is just too strange. It's too weird of a word. But they had multiple ones. And so they did end up submitting it as part of the report. And the company was so excited because they have been talking about how to bring pizza into outer space, into like the space stations, that kind of stuff. So the things that God shows us that are so unfamiliar to us, we discount it. We're like. No, there's no way. No, that can't be God. God doesn't talk like that. He doesn't want me to talk about pizza and outer space. It is God. It is. And it's learning how to push through our mind in order to receive from the spirit what he wants us to proclaim. And I love that word from Pastor Gene yesterday, too, or last Sunday, too. And that really uh, spoke to me when he said, we're going from declaring from declaration to proclamation, and um, I'm not going to preach on that this morning, but I have been pondering. In fact, I asked him afterwards. I said, so I want more of that. He's like, well, I don't have more yet. You know, God is still unfolding it, but sometimes prophetically it comes out, and then God unfolds it uh, as we go. But um, it's really fascinating to think about this uncharted territory we're in. We are not living in a cookie-cutter Everything's the same. We're living in a everything's different. And God, how do I not let the difference disarm me, but lean in because I know you have an answer. You have a something for me to do with what's unfamiliar. And that's actually what we're going to talk about today. I did do the Rotary Club this week. I was going to mention that. It was a lot of fun. I didn't know what to expect. I've never been to one. Um, and I'm sitting there watching Matt lead the whole thing. And I'm thinking, oh, he's so cute. Look at them. <laughs> they just had their Bible study. And they're just having an awesome time. And there were men and women there. It was both. But, but it was just so fun to just watch him in his, like his glory. You know, just to watch him do what he's doing. And uh, so they start. So I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, okay. uh, And Matt's like, okay, we're going to, everybody stand. We're going to pray. I was actually shocked. I didn't know that they prayed in the Rotary Club. And he said, then we're going to, and one of the guys prayed. Then we're going to say the Pledge of Allegiance. I was like, what is going on here? We're out in public. We're with other people. But it was so neat to watch this unfold. And, of course, the Rotary is really about not only building with each other, but serving. You know, like they're helping um, Sickle School. And they're uh, doing something with one of the other schools in the JROTC. And uh, they're um, helping with... People who come out of fostering and prison, right, doing helping housing, you know, prepare housing and that type of thing. So it was really interesting to learn a lot about it. But when I heard them pray and then they did the Pledge of Allegiance, I was like, it's on. (laughs) I can say whatever I want. (laughs) It doesn't make any difference because if they're going to pray and uh, pledge allegiance to the flag, then (laughs) yeah, it doesn't matter. So it was just a lot of fun to feel that freedom and not that everyone was a believer. But the fact is, is if they're there and part of it, God is doing something as we pray and and declare. And, you know, I shared some business things and some business testimonies and some uh, other testimonies. And I had a lot of questions. One of them was, how do you, you know, bring the spiritual in uh, into these type of environments? And, you know, my answer was, I am who I am. So I share what I do, you know, how I'm motivated, how I get inspiration. That would be the only authentic way to do it is just to speak about who I am. And they can like it or not like it. But, you know, I'm going to hear their story. There were several people who shared. I'm going to hear their story. And I'm not going to hide my story. And I think that's probably the biggest challenge for us is to realize we are who we are. And my inspiration comes from God. And if they say, how do you do that? Well, I pray and I read the word and I see what it's going to say to me. And and that is an invitation for not only when you're engaging with other believers for you all to go deeper, but it's also an invitation when you're with someone who isn't quite sure to say, well, how does that really work? And I know Matt was talking about one of the guys in his Bible study. He's there because he's looking, but he's not quite sure of the reality of a Savior. But he's willing to come because he's trying to find and us just willing to be who we are because we know God is sending people, um, that's lost. Yeah. That are looking. And, you know, there's not always a business situation where the first thing I'm going to do is roll out Jesus. You know, I'm going to listen. I'm going to find out what they need. And then I'm going to see the solution that God has for them and give them the opportunity to, ask, how did you find that? How did you figure that out? So that was just really interesting. And uh, as Jean said, I, I did the leadership retreat. Um, and it was a beautiful place. It was up in Brooksville. I'd never, I've been there once, but I hadn't spent the day there. And it's just like rolling hills and green. And it was cold and, you know, cold. But it's all relative. <laughs> but for I, I woke up and I was like, should I wear a sweater? <laughs> yeah. But it was really amazing. And what was amazing is, there were a couple things. The one thing about this church is their commitment to family and building a family and pouring into the family. And their other uh, part is they just really have a love for each other and a love for God. And and that is the key. You know, we're supposed to love God, love each other as ourselves. And the other part of it is when we did the the activation, I taught on how to build and then we did an activation in the afternoon, is as they shared their passion as leaders in this, in this church, it was apparent that God had a vision for them yet to complete. And they had momentum in this vision, but sometimes it takes someone from the outside to help you see that you're already operating in what you're passionate about. You just haven't fully arrived where you want to be. And remembering that it's not the things that aren't that we focus on. It's the things that are already in motion and celebrating the things that we're accomplishing. And then moving toward the next steps we want to get to. So sometimes we focus on what's not working and we forget there's so much working that is, we celebrate those and move into what is working. God will open up our eyes to see what the next steps are. So it was a lot of fun to be with them. We had a great time of ministry to pray over them. Jean helped me do that. And it was really amazing. Um, so with that all said, we're going to talk about building and um, I want to talk about it in a couple of different phrases. I, I did preach on that yesterday, but I want to talk about it from a different perspective. You know, sometimes in Ecclesiastics 3, which I didn't give you this, you don't have to worry about it, Noah, but it says that there's a time to tear down and a time to build up. And sometimes there, in order to build, we have to take apart, we have to dismantle some of the things that are happening in order to build and get it in the right place that it needs to be. And we're going to start with 2 Corinthians 10, I mean, yeah, 10, 1 through 6. And this is going to be out of the Passion Translation, so it'll be a little bit different. But I want to start with this, uh, and let's just read it, and then we'll talk about it for a minute. It says, now I plead with you that when I come, don't force me to take a hard line with you which I am willing to do, by daring to confront those who mistakenly believe that we are living by the standards of the world and not by the Spirit's wisdom and power. I think that is one of the biggest challenges. I know that doesn't look like the Passion Translation, but that's okay. Um, what, that's one of the biggest challenges that we're facing right now, is that we get caught in what the standards of the world are we get caught in what is being uh projected what is being demanded of us and we forget that it is the power and wisdom of the spirit that we have to live out of you know we're cons- we are consumed by what is happening in the world instead of fortified by what is happening in the spirit. For although we live in the natural realm, we don't wage a military campaign employing human weapons, using manipulation to achieve our aims. Instead, our spiritual weapons are energized with divine power to effectively dismantle the defenses behind which people hide. We can demolish every deceptive fantasy that opposes God and break through every arrogant attitude that is raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of God. We capture, like prisoners of war, every thought and insist that it bow in obedience to the anointed one. Since we are armed with such dynamic weaponry, we stand ready to publish any trace of rebellion as soon as you choose complete obedience." It is so good because there's two parts of this that I want to spend just a minute on. Um, First of all, it says that we do not live in the natural realm. We employ the weapons of the spirit against whatever's coming against us. And specifically, he talks about that we have to take every thought captive That sets itself up against Christ. Against what the word says. And right now there is a battle for our minds. There's a battle for our emotions. There's a battle for our thought life. And we have to battle against it with the word of God. We have to not only declare but proclaim the word of God over our lives. In order to be able to build and break through the... uh, it, the intelligence that God's trying to give us, even when you think about the example of the pizza and the space, you know, that was a battlefield for the mind. We are hearing, they were hearing from the Lord, outer space, outer space, outer space. But their battle in the mind was that's impossible. That cannot be God. And it seems like so, something so simple, they could have left it out. But then where would been that company who was seeking confirmation for that breakthrough? Sometimes we just have to put it out there and let it be tested in order for us to see the confirmation of the Lord. And if it wasn't right, it wasn't right. But it had multiple confirmations on it. So one of the biggest territories we have to take is our mind. We have to be able to step out of what is limited in our capacity there in order to step in to what the Holy Spirit is trying to show us. Just like Suzanne gave the testimony, God said, I've got a surprise for you. here it is. Michelle's like, call him. No, God, I don't think I'm going to call him. You know, it is a battle of the minds. It is a battle of the minds. And those were such simple examples, but God is trying to accelerate us in this Kairos time. You know, we have the chronological time, which is the clock. It's the days. It's the year. The Kairos time is the acceleration of God. And in our class, uh, one of the definitions that uh, Chris Valentin gave was when Divine favor meets divine opportunity. And I was actually going to use Michelle as an example. She went through an acceleration of a Kairos time when she moved here. She had been part of our gathering web church and she just felt like she was going to move here. And then suddenly the job opened, the move happened. People kept telling her, you'll never find a house here. You'll never find a place to live because of the economy. Who is God? If God has opened the door, has moved her down here, is he going to make her homeless because she was obedient to the word of God? No. And she was like the woman whose son had died and she was going to see Elisha. Everybody kept saying, what are you doing, woman? Why are you heading to the man of God? She says, it is well. And that was Michelle. It is well. She just kept her faith. It is well. I am going to find a place. And every time someone would say to her, you know, I don't see how you're ever going to find a place. Well, what great encouragement is that? She would be like, well, God knows God hasn't worked out. And she told the Lord, I have to have this within 30 days. Did you get it within 30 days? Yes, she did. Because she agreed with the acceleration plan that God had for her. And she stepped in with faith that it would be provided for her. And she battled not only at times, I'm sure, challenges in her mind, but the challenges around her declaring over her that this was never going to work out for her, regardless of what God said. And that's where... Uh, We have to take that sword of the spirit and cut off those lies that are coming against us that are trying to keep us from stepping into the reality of this unfamiliar territory. She has taken an unfamiliar territory. And, you know, the P.S. on her story is she could not get a promotion where she was. They said that she had reached her limit, that they weren't going to move her up. As soon as she moved and got another job, oh, we don't leave. We have a great promotion for you. Because they saw what they were about to lose. And they were trying everything they could to keep her. But she said, oh, no, God's opened up another door. Much better financially, even though in another state. But what we have to realize is that this unfamiliar territory is causing us to do things that we would never do. Take on the seven islands. I mean, think about it. Think about it. You look at all of your lives. You know, think about this unfamiliar place God has you in, because it's a territory that He wants to overtake. It's just like when Joshua moved everybody into the Promised Land. Unfamiliar. Everyone already heard the stories of how horrible it was going to be, but but Joshua moved the people with him in order to fulfill the kingdom promise that God had given to them. And we have to be willing in this day to move at an accelerated pace. And one of the things we talked about at the leadership was uh, Nehemiah, how they built the wall in 52 days when they've been trying to rebuild the wall for 72 years. That's at fast pace. That, that, that's at fast pace. And I'm sure when they got done, they were trying to figure out how that even worked. Because, you know, in chapter two, it talks about they got half the wall built. And then next thing you know, it's over. It's done. It's complete. The other thing is we're going to have to be prepared to look for unusual occurrences. And this was part of our uh, uh, spiritual intelligence. These... Three things of Cairo's time that we're in right now. Unusual occurrences. And um, the one I kept thinking about was how Philip got translated in order to be at the right time, at the right place to meet the eunuch and how God is going to have unusual occurrences help happen around us so that we're able to meet the right time at the right moment to fulfill the destiny of whoever we're encountering. Yesterday, uh, at the very end of the leadership, they prayed over me. And uh, one of the words that someone gave me was, that you carry a Peter and a Paul anointing. And I was like, that's interesting. I thought I never heard that. But this was the explanation. And I feel like this is for us, uh, even though they said it to me. The Peter anointing, what, what he said was, Peter had to, uh, uh, even though they said it to me, the Peter. Anybody else want to hear? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just replay the sermon. <laughs> That scared me. I thought, that sounded really familiar. (laughs) I think that's awesome. (laughs) I don't know. It was the voice of the Lord. (laughs) Okay. So what he said was, how Peter forged, pioneered a new path for the church. We're called to pioneer a new path for the church, not as the institution or the buildings, but as the family of God. That is big for me. We've got to understand that we are a family and we're not all alike. We don't all walk in perfect harmony all the time. But we are not a dysfunctional family. And you know, that is a label that has been put on the church that, oh, I grew up in a dysfunctional family and the church is just like my family its dysfunctional. That is a lie. That is a lie. We are a family that have been cleansed by the blood, that have been born again, that carry a new, fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit. We are a family that God is shaping and he's honing. And even as Paul says, you know, I may have to come and slap some sense into you in order for you to get back into alignment of where he might have not said slap some sense. I think I got that from Pastor Gene, that whole Tennessee, Kentucky thing. No. (laughs) But think about it. You know, he says, I'm coming to make sure that you're aligned with what the body is doing and what God has called us to do. We are not a dysfunctional family. We are a family of God. And he doesn't look at us and say, oh, well, you're just a little dysfunctional. No, he looks at you and says, you are in my image. I have made you like me and I've given you everything you need to be transformed In order to move like me, operate like me, heal like me, declare, deliver, bring people to salvation. That's who my family is. And I'm not going to have you call my family anything else. So that's the Peter anointing. That we're going to hold our family. We're going to hold the body of Christ. We're going to hold the church to the standard that God has set. And the Paul anointing is bringing through the unusual occurrences and miraculous and signs and wonders and being able to call things down and they occur in that moment. And I feel like that is the season we're in. I feel like that message was, that word for me was for us and for the church as a whole. Because we are not living in the old We're living in the new thing. God says, can't you perceive that I'm doing a new thing? That I'm moving you into unfamiliar territory that makes you feel awkward. It makes you feel uncomfortable, but it makes you feel alive. Once you step over the, all that weirdness that you feel, I mean, every even going to the rodeo, I was thinking, how do I actually do this? I don't even know what they do. But once I got there and, you know, you get a feel for what's there, then all of a sudden the Holy Spirit begins talking to you while they're talking and, and you just become alive. When you step into, you step over, I think Jean shared this, the chicken line. When you step over the chicken line and and then all of a sudden you're in the anointing, it, you still may have those little butterflies. You still may have those nerves, but you become alive because you know that God is using you to bring whatever breakthrough, whatever anointing, whatever they need, whatever you need. He's using you for that. And that helps you to move forward in the anointing and the calling in which he's given us. And all of us have it. All of us, not one of us is exempt. We are the family. So, acceleration, unusual occurrences, and lastly, supernatural inter- intervention. God is intervening on our behalf. He is. He's showing up. He's doing things. He's, I mean, even Mariette telling the story of, she said, I'm not going to try to figure this out. God, just tell me what to do. Call the non emergency. Okay, I'm going to call it. Firemen came boom. Yeah. Boom. It's done. She didn't spend hours. She didn't get the broom. She didn't try, you know, she, she just, she said, God, what do you want me to do? And, and it is just the intervention of God. And you say, well, there was nothing really supernatural. It's not like the bird disappeared. No, the, we heard the voice of God. Right. We heard the one, the God most high speak. That is a supernatural intervention of what you, we didn't need the bird to disappear. We needed God to speak. And that's what we have to understand. There is this supernatural wonder over us all the time because the God of heaven and earth lives within us, speaks to us, moves for us, gives us double paychecks. I mean, really? That is what we live out of. So we're moving in this time of acceleration, these Kairos moments where we're just going along, we're at the grocery store and boom, next time thing we know, something has shifted, something has changed. God has moved in. There's healing release. There's, you know, someone paying for your groceries. I don't know, but God is doing these things, but he's not doing it. He's doing it for us, but he's doing it beyond that. He's doing it so we will see the signs that he is doing so we can bring them into a bigger arena. What he does for us, he wants us to teach others. He wants us to multiply it out there. He doesn't want us to hold on to it and go, oh, that was great. He wants us to testify to it. He wants us to shout it to the rooftops. He wants us to share it. He wants us to teach other people, oh, God did this for me. So let me tell you what happened. I shared uh, at the Rotary about the middle school, which I've shared with you guys, how in five months' time, they went from, I forget, 52 police calls to two because two people prayed, two or three people prayed every Monday when no one was there. They were amazed. And you could see that their brains were going, okay, how can I take what she just shared and use it in my situation? Right. That's how the kingdom is multiplied. It's by us just saying, this is who God is. This is what he did. Can you believe it? And next thing you know, they're saying, I don't know if I can believe it, but teach me how to, how to do it so that I can have the same results. And that brings them into the encounter of God. You know, uh, Jean was talking about how sometimes you belong before you actually fully believe. You become a part. You're part of the process. You're you're volunteering. You're you're observing. You're singing the songs, and then next thing you know, God hits you, and that suddenly occurs, and the declaration comes out of your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and everything changes. Uh, there was someone we went to church with at our other church for a long time, and he would go to church on occasion with his family. His wife brought his her boy their boy their boys up. With him occasionally going to church. All strong believers except for him. He came to church because our youth group went to the uh, Costa Rica. And they were doing like a presentation of what happened. And they did a. um, Do y'all remember that song? um, My Redeemer Lives. Okay. So they did like they had done a prophetic acting of that. And when they did that. This man who was in his early 60s. Who had been to church off and on for 60 plus years. Suddenly gave his life to God. And he became like this. All of a sudden nothing could stop him. It was Jesus everything. It was Jesus everything. His wife waited for all those years. And then suddenly. We never know what our sharing is going to do. We never know what the seeds that we scatter is going to do. All we know is that one day there will be that resurrection in their own hearts. One day you'll hear a testimony back. Remember the thing you shared? Well, I did this and I heard this and then suddenly God doubled my paycheck or whatever it is. You know, God has so much power and anointing on us and in us. And the battle right now is for our minds to conceive and believe that we can do all things through Christ. That nothing is impossible with God. And that every time that little lie slips across our head, we have to take that thought captive, throw it on the floor, stomp on it, kick it out the door and say, not today. Not today, Satan. Right? Right? Amen. Amen. Okay. I think that's going to conclude us for today. But I'm telling you guys, this is an exciting time. Yeah. This morning when I got here, I could barely keep my eyes open. But now I'm just like, does anybody want to go for a run? Get some tennis in? Because I just feel like the power of God has just, just made us alive this morning. Amen? Amen. Well, let's stand and I'm going to pray over us. And we're just going to impart uh, just the, um, I get it. That's good. So, Father, we know that uh, our Redeemer lives. And even as we sang that song today about how uh, I see lightning, I hear thunder. And that the grave, there is nobody in that grave because Jesus has resurrected. And, God, we just thank you for the resurrection. We thank you, Lord, that the Holy Spirit lives in us. And we thank you, Lord, that you have taught us how to take every thought captive by declaring the word of God over it, that our minds will not be taunted by the enemy, but they will be strengthened by the word of God. And God, I just thank you that this is an accelerated season. And I just want to just not only impart, but I want to activate our minds, our hearts, every part of us, our senses to recognize The acceleration that's happening, to recognize the supernatural intervention, to recognize the suddenlies that are occurring. So, God, I just thank you that in each of our lives, there is an acceleration. There is a suddenly. There's been supernatural intervention. And it will continue to build and gain momentum as we build these unfamiliar territories. We break through. We take claim. We take the territory that you've given us to take. And Lord, um, even as I was praying that, I just kept seeing a rumbling across the ground and how people will be shaken uh, out of their uh, firm stances in order for them to see the glory of you, God, to to have that Uh, resurrection encounter with you Lord just like our friend Doug did that that they will see and know that they are called that they are anointed and that instead of taking years it's going to take moments to encounter and 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 complete and receive the manifestation that you have for us, Lord. So, God, we just thank you for the excitement of today. We thank you that we are going forth and we are multiplying the kingdom. We are declaring the darkness will end. We are releasing the light of your glory. And we are saying, God, our family is an incredible family that is committed to you. And those kids back there learning are going to raise up and be uh, a strong talent. Ty- Hour, a, a city on the hill for you, Lord. And we just bless them and their teachers. And Lord, we just thank you for their devotion and dedication to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you are encouraged. If you would like more content like this, please visit cindy-stuart.com.